0: What's up, guys? Conroe O'Hanlon here for another episode of the Con-O Show. And today is the election summary, the election recap of 2020. Uh, Last week, I joined you uh, with a much more laid out, uh, predicted, uh, (laughs) paper-based, research-based prediction video. Uh, Today is actually going to be more of a recap, a feeling, um, my perspective, and where do we go from here. As I am recording this, it is Friday morning, and it is actually late for me to be recording this. I usually record these on Wednesday. And the reason is, obviously, that the votes were not finished counting. They're still not finished being counted. And I wanted to make sure that I felt comfortable making this week's podcast before anything could really change. I wanted to make sure that I was accurate and whatever. And so that's explaining why this is late. That's explaining why this isn't so much a, you know, we're going to bring up the the map and look at it all. It's just this is what it is for right now, um, and as of as I am recording this, it is looking like Joe Biden will be the forty sixth president of the United States. Kamala Harris will be our next vice president. This comes with a huge grain of salt and a huge asterisk next to it, not because of all the claims and BS that has been put out over the last couple of days about fraud. We knew that they were going to try to do this, but rather the fact that we only really won the presidency. Um and I'll dive into this a little bit more in a second. But we we are in a a turning point for our country to be getting rid of Donald Trump, for sure. But Government, politics, everything that involve is involved in this realm. It goes beyond the president, and I might I might seem like I, I'm I I can't believe how much fatigue has hit me in the last couple of days just from the end of this. Um, and luckily it didn't come before it, but we need to reevaluate. Where we target, what we target, and why we target things uh, for politics. Whether that be an issue, whether that be a specific race. A lot of the things we've done are backwards. The president is not the end-all, be-all. And I've been preaching to you guys that for 30-something episodes now. The president is not the end-all, be-all. We need to de- we need to develop a bench and a party that is bringing up young, new, energetic candidates that are going to get people out to vote that otherwise normally would not. If we rely on the tried and true, the old style ways of trying to get people out to vote, um, we're gonna. Lose. We're going to continue to lose. And if it doesn't sound like I'm happy that Biden won, trust me, I'm happy about that. But I'm very disappointed in the rest of the outcome. Because to me, as a chairman of the Democratic Party in my local municipality, the elections really go beyond. Most of the work I do is beyond the presidency. It's not about that. And that's because the local elections matter. Local stuff matters so much that you're seeing in the aftermath of this election, why controlling the state house and state Senate mattered so much and why controlling the county matters so much. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's take, we're going to dissect this piece by piece. All right. Well, let's take... The actual vote by mail system first in Pennsylvania, as we were living the good life back in 2019, before coronavirus, we had a bill that would allow all of us to vote by mail for no, uh, not for no reason but without having to have an excuse or a reason with, which is what happens with an absentee ballot. This happens across the country. It happens in many States. It's not new. It's not revolutionary. It's not fraud. This was a bill passed by Republicans with our democratic governor. Now what was given up because Let's let's be honest here. The Democrats wanted to get everyone mail-in ballots, and the Republicans wanted to limit those because the Republicans want fewer people to vote. Specific view uh, fewer people to vote, and mail-ins makes it easier for people of working backgrounds, uh, of in poverty, to vote. Uh, people that disproportionately live further away from there. Polling places, people that uh, don't have access to a car can't drive. And you know, it might seem trivial, it might seem easy for you and I to vote. I mean, it took me a couple minutes to vote, but I also was working the polls and I saw when there was no line at the beginning of the morning, there was a two hour line where I was working, and that's in Pennsylvania, that's in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Now, imagine. If you're in Philadelphia, if you're in New York, if you're in California, if you're in Georgia now, these are all places where they're going to have longer lines. They're just more people in certain areas. If you're in Atlanta, like there's just straight up more people. What ends up happening too is they cut the actual polling places, but that's a tale for another day. But all I'm trying to say here is that the reason why the mail-in ballots took so long to count and still being counted is because the Republicans made the law so that you can't start counting them until the election day. And really you can't start clo- counting them until the close of the polls. And obviously that is not, that's not enough time to actually make this happen. Um, you don't have enough time If you just say, okay, well, you have a couple days now, you have a day, you have a night. So you obviously have to let the count go if you have so many mail-in ballots. And obviously with COVID, there were more mail-in ballots than we expected. Then when you go to why are the mail-in ballots so skewed towards Democrats when they're counting? The reason is, is because Democrats like myself like the Democratic Party in Sound, like the Democratic Party in Bucks County, like the Democratic Party in Pennsylvania, we encouraged our voters to vote by mail. Donald Trump and the Republican Party did not. They said, go vote in person. So when you look at it like that and you realize that obviously most of the people that vote in mail-in ballots are Democrats because that's what we were told to do and that's what we told people to do because it was safer— and it shortens lines, the Republicans almost should be grateful because it shortened the lines for them. But no. It's it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all a reason to justify why Donald Trump is gonna have to be packing his bags. And the counties, the Board of Elections, they're the reasons why, uh, or how they're the people that actually run the local elections so again if you don't like how your local election was run run for office you don't you don't just get to go and not every single person just gets to go and watch the vote not every single person gets to go and be there for the count you have to have a specific certification specific clearances to do that not everyone that's you just say you're a poll watcher is a poll watcher just because you work at the polls doesn't mean you get into the polls and you get to watch people vote. No. These are specific people. And there's no, no evidence of widespread voter fraud where it comes to changing people's votes, when it comes to not allowing people in, when it comes to mail-in ballots. There are none. You might see an in incidents here or there, I'm not going to say that you won't because with a hundred and something million people voting, there are going to be irregularities. And if there are, the president can sue and vice versa because guess what? If you think that it's just Democrats that would do something like that, you're absolutely wrong. Any sort of mishandling or Issues at the polling places, at counting the ballots, could just as easily go the other way. Any time there are issues, they should be investigated and we should be informed as to what happens. But when you just blatantly lie and you blatantly say, it's fraud. Well, where's your evidence? It's bad. Well, here's one video of this guy getting kicked out of the polls. Why? Why is he getting kicked out of the polls? I saw on Sean Hannity last night guy getting kicked out of the polls it just so happens to conveniently be the video is just him getting kicked out it, it has nothing it has no context no explanation of why this is a reason why i mean it's a it's a it's definitely a tangent here but this is the reason why if you want to prove that uh when you have a shooting of a suspect that it is justified, you release videos and you have body cameras if you're so confident. But when you just have no context to a video, no context to why someone's getting thrown out, then you can make the assumptions that you want, we can make the assumptions that we want, and then nothing comes from it. But if there was actually a, a report on something, we would know, we would hear about it. And again, again, like there are times where things happen and they're wrong. I mean, here in Doylestown, we had someone that, w- that was dressed up in all this MAGA stuff. And you're not allowed to go in the polls like that and be a poll watcher. It's just not what, that's not how it goes. I had to take off my pin. All I was wearing was one pin. I had to take it off. And that's as a voter, not even just like I wasn't even going in to count. And see, that's what I mean people want to jump to conclusions about every little thing. Oh, you're centering Republicans, whatever. And this and here's another thing. Is when I was working out last night with my friend Connor, we were we were um, just sitting there and he showed me this Instagram post from somebody that we knew and they were just being like, "Well, you're centering me. You're centering me." And it's like, "Well, you're straight up posting nonsense." And you're posting misinformation that is getting shared. It is incumbent on platforms like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube to point out when things are misleading and false if they can. Now, that that's not to say that they're the arbiter. But look, I actually think that Facebook and Twitter, I, I think Twitter especially um, now is stepping up. Facebook, they just say like, yeah, this is where we fact check it. It's there's like 20 different sites. I had somebody tell me that in Wis. I've heard, I've heard it repeated on Twitter, on repeated on on uh, Facebook that more people in Georgia vote or Wisconsin, sorry, voted than there were people that were registered. I said, show, like, basically, where's your sources? Show me. I was like, I'm not saying it's not real, but show me, because then I'll go check no response, I go and check, I check it, and it's just not true, they were using numbers from 2018, and it's like, well, if you ch- if you are actively trying to be wrong and mis- misleading, and that's not to the person necessarily that's sharing it, I think you have a reasonable responsibility to go and check some of that stuff, but to the person that originally posted that is so misleading and so idiotic that... You're just tricking millions of people into into believing something that's not true. It's just not true. And then, you know, uh, I I can go on and on and on about this stuff with with all these different alleged things. Then in uh, what what, what was it Arizona or whatever it was, or Michigan? It was in Michigan. Uh, the 128 thousand votes or whatever it was that just appeared overnight. It takes five seconds to fact check this, guys. Come on. It takes five seconds to fact check it. An Excel sheet calculated it wrong and then they had to fix it. That's it. It was on the website for 10 minutes before they fixed it. There are clerical errors. You're talking about millions of individual votes being tallied and cast and put together and counted Across the state, like thousands of different places, you're going to find someone that made a mistake and they're going to fix it. There's a reason why you can have a recount. You can go and have a recount. They fixed that issue within 10 minutes, within 10 minutes. And yet still to this day on Friday, we have people sharing this misinformation, this fake BS. It wasn't stolen. It was not stolen. I was there at the polls, and guess what? I I counted the vote for my polling place with somebody with Republicans, by the way. Guess what the percentage of Republicans to Democratic vote was? I'll wait. It was two to one, two Republicans for every for every Democrat, and you. If. They're not manipulating it. They're not. This was not a stolen election. This was as good of an election during a pandemic that you can possibly run. In Doylestown, in Bucks County, we had very, very few issues. Less so than the primary. And that's with a significantly less proportion of people voting. It's so frustrating (laughs) Because if you care so much about the integrity of the elections, you care so much about all this stuff that you guys say, get involved, do something, stop sitting around and then complaining after the day after the election. You don't know anything about what happens. You don't know anything about the system. You don't know what is going on. You don't know the law. If you don't know this stuff, and look, I don't know everything either, but I will actively say that I don't know. If I don't know something, I will say I don't know. There's so many people that are just spewing fake BS all day, the last three days. None of it's real. Like, I could find you just as many issues with the Republicans on video, and it's not a systemic issue. There are going to be issues with individual people. Always. There always are. There's biased people. But that's why the systems are in place. Do you really think that if we were going to steal an election, it would be this close? Do you really think if we, were, if, if we, Democrats were going to steal an election, that we would just win the presidency? Do you really think that we would lose... All down, like all these down ballot races, we wouldn't be crushing with sixty, sixty, you know, sixty something percent of the Senate or sixty whatever seats in the Senate. We wouldn't be killing in the House in Pennsylvania. Because look, you're talking about rigging these these elections, whatever. Why wouldn't we just do that? Why wouldn't we just rig those those elections too? Why wouldn't we? Why do I have a congressman that won by twenty percent? Because. It's not fraud. People chose. That's how people voted. I don't like it either. I'm going to work to change how people vote. But rather than sitting here and moaning and crying about the system that is the election system. Look, if you want to talk about the Electoral College, let's do it. But you're complaining about local elections. You're talking about every county has a different system. Every single one. And that's to divide it so that it's not corruptible and not fraudulent. They're specifically designed that way. If you want to talk about broken systems, don't come at me with this stuff. This is such nonsense. Like, if we wanted to rig anything, I wouldn't be just doing the presidency. That's all I'm saying. I'll 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 close out this part um, just finishing talking about some of the the presidential stuff here. Um, Donald Trump came out last night too uh, on Thursday night with this press conference, which I think will go down in infamy as one of the most unhinged historical moments of 2020's election. And he said, "It's all fake. It's all fraud. I won. And you know whatever." Um, and Joe Biden's been just low key, very low key starting to work on transition stuff. Um, I'll, 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 I, I'm, I'm just flustered with some of this stuff because it's, this is my way of getting it out. Um, because I've had to deal with it for a couple of days now and I've had to debunk things thousands of times at feels like thousands of times, at least, um, let's just, let's take a look at, um, where I was wrong, um, on states, I predicted Michigan would go to Trump. Um, and it didn't, it went to Biden. Luckily that makes Pennsylvania's job easier. As of recording this, Pennsylvania has a 5,000 vote lead towards Joe Biden. Now I could be wrong and things could be changing, but that seems to be trending towards Joe Biden's victory. Um, our, uh, I, but I did predict Pennsylvania would be blue. Uh, I predicted Iowa would be, Iowa would be, uh, blue, I believe. And that Trump won Iowa. Uh, I believe that I predicted Georgia to be with Trump and I was wrong. At least at this point when I'm, while I'm recording this, it has flipped to Biden. And I believe that is most of the ones that I, I had gotten wrong, um, Maybe Arizona, I believe. I'm not sure at this point. I didn't I didn't even take a look after once because my prediction was close. I have to give myself that. 280, 258. That's pretty pretty close. Um I didn't I really didn't expect Georgia to really be that close. I did predict Florida, which I, I, I mean, come on. Moving forward, let's Let's stay out of this uh, this debate of over whether Florida is going to flip. It probably isn't. And on that note, I've seen so much analysis of, oh, you know why Joe Biden lost in Florida? Because they framed him as a socialist. They framed him as a socialist. How many times do we have to say this? People on the left, progressives, you know, I'm not a socialist, but they're going to call a socialist no matter what. I had a conversation last night about healthcare and about uh, outsourcing jobs. And in that 10 minute conversation, I got a person that was voting for Trump, complaining about socialists, calling Biden a socialist. I got them to admit that the problem that they were talking about wasn't the Democrats, wasn't socialism. But it was crony capitalism. When you talk about outsourcing, that's free market capitalism. When you talk about healthcare, and peop- they were saying all these illegal people get healthcare, all these. Li- I was like, you're barking up the wrong tree. I want everyone to have healthcare. Everyone. Not just people that can't afford it, that are, you know, that hit the threshold for Medicaid. Not that many people, by the way. In the grand scheme of things, um, and not just people that are old with Medicare, and not just the people that can afford it, I want all people. And they were like, "Well, why should we pay for this and that?" Look, these these conversations need to happen. But the fact that I can get someone to not fully change their mind, but at least reconsider what they're talking about, just for having a conversation, is worth it. That label, that label's not going to go away, whether you like it or not. Boomers, some older people than boomers, some Gen X, they react so strongly to socialism, that word, that it doesn't matter if you are Joe Biden, who, again, people. Republicans told us that they would all these Republicans, all these conservatives were like we're going to vote for Trump, we're going to vote for somebody that's reasonable if you don't put him against Trump. And Joe Biden is the most centrist person we possibly could have put up for the nomination, literally the most out of all of them. Now, I prefer I preferred him over some other candidates, but some of them were probably further left, you know, like Pete Buttigieg was probably further left than Joe Biden. But We see that Joe Biden was still framed as a radical. He's still framed as a socialist and a communist and a Marxist. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say, what you do, what you look like. Well, sometimes it does for that. They will call you every name in the book. They will smear you. And sometimes it works. It's It's just time for a sea change. And I'll get more into that in a second here. But uh, for the for for all the president stuff, that's basically all that's most of what I have to say, I guess. Um just be be happy that we are going to get rid of Trump. Be cautiously optimistic that we might be able to pass some sort of stimulus bill but as i'll discuss in part two most of what we needed most of the things that we want most of the things that this country is in dire straits to have isn't going to happen um for a number of reasons so with all that being said this is, not, this is not supposed to be a, a doom and gloom episode, right? Because we won, but it kind of is. Um, this is how I've been feeling for the last couple of days. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, I'm sure you guys do as well. Do find solace in that we are going to have whatever you might frame as normalcy um, in the presidency. It It is an upgrade. It is certainly an upgrade, and if, if Kamala ends up being president at some point or whatever it is, it will be an upgrade. Um, but the work's not done. We're just getting started and we need to take big, big strides moving forward. And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge moving forward is cause people are going to disengage, but I'll talk about that in part two. So thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you guys like the show, follow it on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Con O Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Con And if you are watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, hit the follow button. I will be right back in part two. Welcome back to part two of the Con-O show, the election recap episode. And now we're going to move on from the presidency because that is just part of the story. And this is why I'm not so ecstatic today. Um, Let's do if we if we take a nice walk down to Bucks County Uh, in Bucks County here. The Democratic Party got absolutely destroyed. And like I said in the beginning, why I think this happened was because Joe Biden, his campaign, and many others, you know, people like the Lincoln Project and people that bought into that kind of narrative, drove out Republican voters that were anti Trump on top of the Republicans that were pro Trump. um, With the, you know, obviously Trump's campaign brought those people out as well. Not blaming our own people for doing that. But when we talk about getting like, you know, Republicans for Biden out, those people will still vote Republican down ballot because there's issues that go beyond Trump and just, you know, just Trump and Biden because those things are partisan and we live in a partisan environment. I, I, I am much more of a partisan person that will fight that way. And look, this is again, I clarify this every single time. I do not mean Republican voters. When I talk about this stuff, Republican voters are just people that I disagree with. And I think that we can win them over. If we actually provide them with material benefit, we talk to them and we actually talk about what's real. Right. I think that that's possible. I've done it myself. The Republican elected officials are a different story though. Um, we should be fighting them tooth and nail. Like uh, this, this kid I was working the polls with, he said, you know, he was working there for the Republicans and he said he voted for Biden. And I was like, okay, but then why are you still here? And he's like, well, we can be friends. And I was like, no, I was like, we can be friends like you and me, but like you're, you're standing like politically. And we're talking again, this doesn't have to be so personal. It doesn't have to be like, yeah, I'm attacking you. I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking the ideology. I'm attacking the party that put in Trump and that almost did it again. <laughs> I just think it's funny because it's the same thing. Like if you vote for all the rest of them, but you just vote for Biden, there's no, there's really no difference. I mean, the effect is, the effect is that we have no Trump, which obviously I think everyone's happy with that. But you still are in a world where you're not going to get anything done. You're not going to have any progress. And I'll get to the Senate in a second. Stay on topic here buddy. Here, stay on topic here, Jack. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, there's a lot of like just spewing ideas and I'm sorry that I, I'm not, this is, this is off the cuff mostly. So I just want to keep my ideas moving and I want to explain them to you as best I can. And that's why it's frustrating is because in Bucks County, we got destroyed. Uh, we, didn't pick any of the cha- pick up any of the challengers. We lost. It's at least looking like we lost in the one forty third where I live, not by a huge margin, but we lost. I mean, granted, the numbers have never been in our favor because it's gerrymandered, and I said that last week. But we're the Republicans are going to hold on to the state house, the state senate, and what does that mean? Well. In 2020, there's the census, right? And after a census, you get redistricting. And when you have redistricting, you will see gerrymandering. Basically, not saying that Democrats are above it, because they're not, but basically, because the Republicans are a little more carefree on the perception of gerrymandering, they do it a little bit worse, maybe not a hundred percent worse, maybe twenty five percent worse. In many states, they have like a bipartisan or a nonpartisan person or thing uh, entity draw the lines. But no, in ours, it'll be controlled by the state government and the state legislature, which is going to be controlled by the Republicans. So it matters. It really does matter. And when we lose these state races, you don't get um, you know, single-use plastic bans. You don't get uh, protection for the environment. You don't get uh, every protection that you need for the LGBTQ community. You don't get any of this stuff. You don't get um, any sort of economic reform. You don't get the infrastructure spending. Like, every issue that you may care about, you don't get protections from... Uh, Republicans coming after you after reproductive rights after your reproductive rights you don't get protections for birth control you don't get healthcare protections like this is why it matters so much more is because it it happens locally it happens where you live not one of our challengers won like I can't I can't possibly feel good about an election where not one with historic turnout, not one of our candidates won. Bucks County is blue. It 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 was in twenty nineteen, it was in twenty eighteen, it was in twenty seventeen. But in twenty twenty, when Donald Trump was on the ballot, he drove out enough Republicans and so did Joe Biden to get the under, you know, the down ballot races to tilt to the Republicans. And look, it worked for Joe Biden. I can't, I mean, I, I can't say that it didn't. The strategy for them getting Republicans out worked. I think as a percentage, more Republicans voted for uh, Hillary Clinton or sorry. Yeah. More vote, more, more of them voted for Hillary Clinton than they did for Biden. But just from sheer numbers, I think it works out in his favor that way. And that's not a final count either, by the way. You know, again, I'm recording this only three days after. And this is the day that, you know, it looks like it's over. And, I, I, you know, I normally release these on Friday. It's going to come out late on Friday now. So not everything is set in stone right now, but the strategy seems to have worked for Biden. But it just crushed us down ballot. And um, I told you about Christina Finello's race here in Pennsylvania's first congressional district last week. And again, decimated. It was labeled a toss-up. So, And let's, let's go there now. Um, people in 2016 said the polling was off. The polling was not off to a significant amount beyond certain polls in certain places in 2016 that were mostly within the margin of error. So that is just it. it's I've I've had that conversation a thousand times since 2016. Now, in 2020. We have a different story. In 2020, the polls were off in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in Florida, in every, every one of them. Now, Biden's still winning there but he had him up. Like I said last week, this is going to be a lot closer than we think. They had him up 7% in Pennsylvania. They had him up 10 in Michigan. They had him up 10 in Wisconsin. They had him up in Florida. Like not even like a not even like a, you know, a tie in Florida. They had him up in Florida. They they had it close in Ohio. It's not close in Ohio. It's They had Christina Finello in a toss-up tie, in a statistical tie, and she got beat by twenty percent, as it looks right, around, right, like mo- maybe about twenty percent right now. And look, there are plenty of of things to go around and to how we could have done things better. That's not for you and I here today. But how does that happen? How does account? How does this? How how does a County and there's a little bit of Montgomery County in, in Pennsylvania's first congressional district as well. How does a county that is blue not elect our congressional district or not elect our congressional candidate? This is why I'm upset. We should have Christina Finello going in to be our first our first congresswoman here. We should have Wendy Ullman being reelected. We should have Marlene Katz. We should have Anne Marie Mitchell. We should have Howie Hayes. We should have. Gary Spillane but none of them we have none of them and I don't I'm not even sure where to point the blame at this point I I mean I I did what I could and maybe you know there's always there's always something else you can do in retrospect right but where is the line Where do we where do we go I mean there was no field operation. I mean, I did field with Wendy Owens' campaign, but there's no field or, or operation for the count, the full county. There was no field organization for uh, Biden's campaign until like the last week. I mean, I'm trying like I'm trying to be optimistic in any way I can. But I don't know we have things have to change. We can't be stuck in these old ways of thinking. Door knocking, canvassing, talking to voters is how we get them out and how we change their minds. I know a lot of people... So, like, where I'm talking about here, there's a lot of people that agree with me in Bucks County. There's a lot of people that do that. And, of course, COVID is a huge thing. But I have news for you guys. I think, and you you might this might not be news to you, but if we didn't have COVID um, as a major factor in the election... I don't, I'm not sure that we have Joe Biden winning. And that's the scariest thought is that we had to have a global pandemic. We had to have so much, you know, what is it? 12% unemployment or something like that. I have no idea anymore. The, like there's different numbers, 9% unemployment, whatever it is. 200 plus thousand people died. And we just, we beat him not by that much like i i know this is a this is really a downer it's just it's hard to accept that we failed so badly with one success you know i care so much about uh, these local races and these local people and my town, my County. And it just sucks because we have the numbers, we have the people, we have the effort. I don't know exactly where we went wrong this time in that, um, other than we had a different tone from the top that, uh, wanted to get republicans rather than driving out voters like we do every other time. In 2019, we we focused, we didn't touch a door that had a republican in it. We drove people out. Now republicans still vote. We just don't need to target them. Some of them we can maybe flip, but you know, it's it's a it's about getting the message out and talking to people. And now, and then there's other people that are blaming progressives for some of this stuff, and I'm sure I'm sure I'll have to talk about this for a couple years at this point now. But without progressives in this election, you have again you have four more years of Donald Trump. Without Black voters, without Hispanic voters, without uh, LGBTQ voters, without these people that go out and vote. Even when it's not their candidate, progressives, they they do it. You know it's I'm tired of the, the I'm tired of that notion. The progressives put us over the edge. Ilhan uh, Omar and Rashida Talib, they both ran field operations to help get people out to vote. They got people out to vote because they had field. They were out there. Now, I get it. If you don't have the money, I get it. It's not like certain campaigns don't have money for that. But if you do, and you can raise money, we should be hitting every door. It's just... It's it's literally just so frustrating. Because we did so much well. But it's just... there's There's only... There's only so much more you can do that would change that outcome. And it feels it feels like this was so obvious that this was going to happen after the fact like when i look back at everything we did every you know i just i just see it as like oh that actually seems like an obvious outcome yeah joe biden wins and you lose the rest because they drove out Specific targeted people like who is inspiring who is going to be inspired to vote for down ballot I mean maybe there's some but I don't and I'm not minimizing the fact that there are some that voted for Biden but who are people that are going to be inspired by John Kasich being at the DNC that they're going to vote for Christina uh, Christina Finello? not many they will probably come out They'll vote for, they might vote for Biden and they might vote for uh, Fitzpatrick or, you know, and I, I can go on for days about this, but this is just, we need to reevaluate our strategies here, not just in Bucks County, but across this, uh, this is just a, a, a hot spot of disappointment for me right now, because I live here, I work on this stuff here and, I see people celebrating, and it's no time. There's no time to celebrate right now with this. Um, be happy that we got that monster out. But we have a lot of work to do. Um, and I'll plug it in right now. If you are looking to make a change, if you are sick and tired of the same old, same old going on, Now's the time to get involved with your local Democratic Party. Change it from the inside. That's what I've been doing. I work with people that want to change things from the inside. Because that's how we're going to make it happen. AOC does it from the inside. That's how we have to do it. And maybe maybe you're not as progressive as me. Maybe you're more progressive than me. I don't care. Get involved. We need you. We're a team. We might have disagreements. You know, I, I disagree plenty with with some of the candidates that run. I disagree with Joe Biden, but I am very happy to see him cross the finish line as the winner, right? So there. this is the time to get engaged and get involved because guess what? There are elections next year in 2021. There are elections in 2022, 2023, 2024. We can't sit idly and rest now. I mean, rest, obviously, for the next couple of days. I mean, I'm, I'm doing that. Um, but we can't sit back and just say, okay, it's done. Because it's not done. And with that, I will point out that we didn't even pick up the Senate. We didn't con- get control of the Senate as of right now. I could be wrong. Um, I... To think that Mitch McConnell is going to be the majority leader again—it's uh—it's quite a frustrating thought. We we did pick up, I think uh, we did net positive seats, but you know it's not enough. It's not enough just to be a net positive. You need to get majority, and we didn't. So we're gonna have Joe Biden with republican senate we had we lost seats in the house but and then we have the you know basically the republican supreme court with that i can put the silver lining that the you know the I, i don't like the name either but the squad uh did end up growing justice dems ended up getting more people in uh i think i'm gonna end up missing i forget the one name off the top of my head right now but we got we picked up Corey bush we picked up uh jamal bowman and we kept aoc ilhan rashida and Ayanna presley um there's definitely one or two more i think too and then obviously Rokana. we have you know we we have much more of an influence as progressives now so we might as well use it um we're not gonna there's not gonna be these big bold changes you know like we're not going to get student loan debt forgiveness we're not going to get some of this stuff that really matters we're not going to get a green new deal right now but we can do incremental change hopefully if we can get anything past the senate so uh this is this is what i have to say about the election uh you know there's no grandiose finish here this is just how i feel right now uh, I was going to try to do this even almost live, but uh can't do that right now here. Um, not yet, at least. So, for what it's worth, that's what happened. We need to fight. We need to be ready. Uh, make sure every vote is counted. Um, and we just got to prepare. Got to prepare. Uh, I'll leave you again with a reminder that in 2018, I was just a kid that graduated from college, and I joined my local Democratic organization. And now I'm the chairman of it. If, if you have any doubt that you can do this, please reach out to me because I will, I will convince you that you can. Um, I guess this is an uplifting uh ending here, because we can do it. We can do it. I know a lot of what we've gone through is frustrating, it's heartbreaking, it's up and down, up and down, but we can do it. You don't have to be the chairman, you could just be involved. You could be the next congressman, congressman, congresswoman, you could run for the state house. There are elections next year, you can make a difference, and they're going to impact people's lives as much if not more than this past election but all that being said i'm glad we can send donnie packing uh, <laughs> so if you made it this far thank you guys for watching uh or listening i appreciate you so much we made it through this election um and i look forward to working and seeing you guys in the future. Uh, Be sure to hit the subscribe button down below. Leave a comment uh, if you would like. Leave a comment on if you have any suggestions, people, guests. Um, I will be appearing on Jeff Kennedy's show on Sunday. uh, The Kennedy effect on that other side of information on Facebook. If you look that up, that's usually a long live stream. I'll be on that for as much as I can. I'm starting a new job on Monday, so We'll see how long I'm on that, but giving a plug for him. Uh, support progressive, indeg- independent media. So hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button on you on uh sorry on follow or on oh my god on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I will see you guys soon. Follow the show on Twitter at Con Hanlon, on Facebook facebook.com slash the econo show. You can tell I'm a little flustered here at the end. So thank you guys again. I will see you next time. Until then, peace.